Well, Monica, uh, this is like a bonus episode. I don't think we've ever done a bonus episode, like a real bonus episode. No, we've never come together outside of normal recording and done something special. If anything, maybe we snipped something out and put it out there later. But yeah, no, we've we've never had a bonus episode. Well, friends, this is your first bonus episode. And it came to my mind because if you've been listening for any length of time, you know that I am a true crime fanatic, obsessive. I mean, I, I've watched it all. I've listened to it all. And by Friday, I have nothing else to listen to. So last week, when I came across this Hulu docu-series, it's a three-episode docu-series, four-episode, excuse me, docu-series on Still Missing Morgan. I started watching. Like, wow, okay, this is something I haven't seen before. And then all of a sudden, as the story starts to unfold, I see Van Buren, Arkansas. And I'm like, Monica, the other Monica, she will know everything about this because it happened in 1995. And so I reached out to you and I made the teeny tiny grammatical error of using AK <laughs> instead of AR. And so you're like, no, I have no idea what you're talking about. I know. I, I thought that was hilarious because, yeah, haven't you heard about this girl? She went, this six-year-old six year girl who went missing in the 90s in AK, which is Alaska to me. Um, and it I was is like, to everyone. No. <laughs> yeah, it is to everyone. I'm not going to lie, though. A lot of people do AK for Arkansas. So I was like, yeah, no, I don't know what you're talking about. True crime obsessed Monica. Like, I do not know about this little girl that went missing in the 90s from Alaska. I'm so sorry that I can't help you with this. Because it was really funny because um, in planning things, usually we come up with our own ideas and the other one is a supporting role. And and it was funny because Monica texts me and she's like, you need to watch this and you need to do this. And I was like, well, that's a different tone. <laughs> and But then, it's only because I knew, I knew you would know. I know, so then her, your response was like, oh really and then you put exclamation point and i was like oh okay yeah i know i don't then a couple days later it was like oh you know then the kind of caught yeah. wind of the still missing morgan and i was like oh i bet monica means that uh yeah i remember that and that it birthed this mini so that we're doing so i actually got on and i watched the documentary uh, that Monica suggested that I watch it. And then I made my brother, who, as I mentioned, is living with me right now, recovering from a lung disease. And he grew up down in Arkansas, too. And uh, I made him watch it. And then I made Zach watch it. But Monica, I really want to hear what you have to say about it first. And then I'd like to share a little bit just of um, being, I'm not that it was personally involved, but growing up there at the time that this happened. Right. Well, so a couple things. God, it's so tragic and the fact that they oh, still haven't sure. found her is I don't know what makes my heart ache more the fact that it happened at all okay yes devastating but they still haven't found her so there were certain things that st stuck out at me one it can happen in the blink of an eye yes. which makes me absolutely terrified because in this docu-series it's not just one family that's interviewed it's two families and yeah, that was a little surprising to me. And the other story is so horrific. Right. 
And we'll save that for everybody to watch. Q-Series, I think, is worth watching. Definitely. It can also be that you want to give your child a little bit of freedom. Yeah. And then you come to regret that so deeply because something like this happens. And then there were other things. It's like they most of the docu-series, it seems like they really pulled out all the stops to try and find her and find whoever did this to her or abducted her. But then at other times I'm like, and you just didn't, like there was just one piece missing. You could have mm -hmm. done a step more. You could have gone a little further. You could have believed someone that you didn't believe before. Monica, but then there were other things. The community seems to have come out in force trying to find a little girl. Yes. But then there were also some big fails. Okay, 1995, my math, I'm doing like, Monica Like math. 28 years or yeah. something around there. Yeah, that they have to reopen it and go back to the beginning. I'm like, couldn't they have just gone back to the beginning at the beginning? Well, I think that they described that a little bit in the documentary about how fresh eyes fresh eyes really True. show everything whereas before you're being thrown a puzzle piece at a time and maybe that puzzle piece doesn't even match but when you come back with fresh eyes you have all of these pieces at once yeah no that's true yeah, so, and I think that Morgan, Nick's mother, um, and then the other lady that is highlighted in this, I think that that's kind of why they have the organizations that they helped found is so that they can really help law enforcement to go back and put those puzzle pieces together. And they have been able to recover children because of that. So as I watched the documentary, I actually took notes and stuff, you know, just in case they became important. Of course, none of them are actually important. I, a couple of things that happened is one, my brother and I tried to solve the case as it unfolded because we used to watch Unsolved Mysteries as kids, as you and I have talked about. Mm -hmm. And we watch, we watch the new one now and we talk about the old one. And how one of the things that got you is when Robert Stack would say, maybe you have information, you know, and so you're watching it as the kid right. and you're thinking, I can solve this. He and I had that same type of feeling as we were watching this and we were getting out the Google Maps and satellite and like, where do we think that these places are? Where could her body have been? Where those kids think they saw that red truck? And we could not ever solve where we thought it was. And we argued over that. So it was kind of funny <laughs> because we were like, no. Oh, it's here no it's here no it's here no it's here and going going back and forth so i would say that it was very strange to watch my childhood home town if you will where where i've grown up where i've done a million things just like be on there and also the ability of the producers of this documentary to make the people there feel so dramatic Oh, was okay. pretty impressive. Okay, so like the sheriff and different people, like my mom was on the quorum court, so she had exposure to the sheriff and different people in the county. And I don't ever feel like when I'm down there, like any of these people could be dramatic, but I got to see them in a, in a completely different, a different light. And I think that the producers did a phenomenal job with this. And I was even reading up to see what Morgan, Nick's mother, Colleen, thought about 
mm-hmm. you know, this documentary, mm-hmm. and she said she didn't originally want to do it, but she said that she thought they did a, quote, stellar job telling Morgan's story, helping people to see her for who she is and not just another sad story that happened. And I would agree. They really brought Morgan Nick to life in a way I had never experienced before. Who she was for me and my brother Mark was a girl in a pink shirt on a piece of paper that was plastered all over, right? Someone okay. we were looking for. Yeah. And like this shows who she was as a little girl. Right. And I did kind of enjoy getting to see those videos and, and the love and the support of her family that still exists to this day. And then also on that note, her father, he had never seemed to be very involved. Of course, we always knew about Colleen and right. the dad. And I was just really shocked when he talked about a reporter who kind of pushed him aside and then said, quote, nobody wants to hear what the dad has to say. That struck me also because obviously this loss affected him just as much as the mother. I mean, he's her father. It's his little girl. And to just be shoved aside, I would find that devastating. Like his pain is not worth anything you know that reminds me of the reporter in scream <laughs> how she just so cutthroat what is her name she's played by the person who played monica geller oh courtney, courtney cox, cox character Jeez. um so i was like oh my those kind of people do exist goodness so yeah it was just crazy to see news reporters and then me and my brother mark yell oh my gosh you know that place or someone's name at the same time um and something that really got me is when they did a reenactment i was like oh my gosh my dad had that shirt <gasps> oh legitimately wow. they did a reenactment and the guy had on a razorback shirt that my dad had and i wish i still had to this day and it is a super cool razorback shirt but so they did a. Re- I mean i just think the producer of this just did an amazing job so that being said I do have a couple things to share personally. Yeah, I mean, because again, back in the day, the whole reason that I told you you needed to watch this is because I was like, I know you lived near where this happened. I didn't know exactly how near. Tell me your thoughts. Okay. So most of you who are coming to this, you're probably new. We're a growing podcast. So you probably missed my Instagram story where I showed the map. I lived four miles away where from where Morgan Nick was abducted. Four miles and it's rural. So there's not a whole lot in those four miles. And if you went into the town, still to this day when I drive by, because I have to drive by to get to my parents' house, I still to this day think, how in the world was a little girl abducted here? Because it is it is down, it is away from everything. And when my parents and I would discuss it back in the day, we would say one of two things is one of two things. One, somebody knew the area really, really well. Mm-hmm. Or two, it was somebody who came to watch that game and then they got hopped on the interstate right away because you can actually get, boom, out of there and on the interstate within like three minutes. And then you can just go down the road another 10 minutes, find a forest and dump a body. Like, in fact, um, this is also the thing I'm doing true crime Arkansas. The amount of true crime that happened just in the radius of where I lived is really disturbing. That's funny because Morgan Nick was going to be part of this. But trust me, I have plenty, <laughs> plenty of other stories to tell. What me and my mom and my dad always said is it had to be somebody local for you to know that there was a ball filled with kids down there. You, it just, you had to be okay. local. 
So we were always thinking that it was somebody local. And I think a lot of people were thinking that. I heard a story from a friend of mine at school that her uncle, like somebody called in and said the composite looked like her uncle, but it was not her uncle. Like he was totally cleared right away and everything. But I think that's how much people were trying to help. And then even my own grandmother saw a red truck. Now my grandmother is deceased for, you know, since I was 17 years old now. So um, actually very shortly after that. Um, and my father, he has also passed away. Now if my father was alive, I can't even tell you the amount of details he would have because he was like a walking encyclopedia and newspaper. But but I know for a fact that my grandmother called the hotline and reported a red truck when she saw it. Oh, so, that, so I, yeah. again, I messaged you because I was like, I know you would remember things about this, but your whole story and your recollection just goes to show that the entire community was mm -hmm. trying to figure out where she was yes. and who took her. Now, I don't remember exactly this girl I'm going to bring up, and I'm going to share more about her in my Arkansas True Crime episode, but her name was Melissa Witt, and people seem to think that maybe a serial killer was who took Melissa Witt also took Morgan Nick. And mm -hmm. in fact, I will reveal later that we had an active serial killer then, as y'all saw, if you watch Still Missing Morgan. One of many. Anyway, um... <laughs> So we, we were like, oh my gosh, Melissa Witt, she went missing right from this place that I hung out all the time. Morgan Nick, she went missing four miles from my house. To talk a little bit about the personal aspect. So as I said, my mom was in the quorum court and I said, hey mom, you know, did, did you ever come in contact with Colleen Nick? Mm -hmm. um, and she said, yeah, actually when I was down at the municipal building once and she said that they were talking and Colleen really expressed, you know, I, I just looked away for a minute. I can't believe this happened. This was probably four, around four years after the disappearance. So when she was talking to Colleen, so this is to put everything in perspective for you uh, and those listening about Morgan Nick and, and how I felt even as a 16-year-old, Morgan Nick was taken after playing on the dirt mounds at a baseball yep. field. That is where I grew up. I grew up on the dirt mounds. Now that it was in Fort Smith, Arkansas, but I grew up on the dirt mounds. Uh, and every single summer night, that's where I was. That's where you could find me covered in dirt. And if I wasn't there, I was playing um, over on the railroad tracks. But that, we'll talk about that another time. Oh my God. Um, those two things are right? like my worst nightmare. Oh my God. Right, right. So my mom is just allowing me to do these things. That's how I grew up as a little girl. And so my mom, um, you know, she just tried to comfort Colleen and, and she said to her, look, my daughter grew up on the mounds. You didn't do anything wrong, but mm -hmm. I'm sure it, it doesn't matter what some random woman at the municipal no. complex yeah. tells you, you're gonna, you're gonna feel sick to your stomach forever. And, and I know I would be too. But so those are like my um, personal experiences with it. Um, and also when they talk about the Sonic, uh, where that yes. little girl. Yeah, yeah, I worked right across the street from that. That Sonic was the only Sonic in town for a long time. And that whole area is so familiar to me. It's just part of where I grew up. So Alma, which is where she was abducted, butts up to the country, because oh, I was rural, but Van Buren is actually where I went to high school and elementary okay. school. 
middle school. I was not overly shocked when I heard that all of this happened in Van Buren and then it kind of went there and died, if you mm -hmm. will. Okay. Something got missed and here we are almost, you know, 28 years later and we're right. just now getting answers from something that was picked up 28 years ago, which I think that goes back to a lot of things you'll see in true crime is that a lot of the people who are guilty are actually interviewed and thought of as a suspect right there in the beginning, just like this guy was, who they think may have done it, who had the red pickup truck. I would like for everyone to still watch it, so I don't want to give everything. Yeah, away. no, let's not let's not spoil the entire thing. I think the important things, the important takeaways are this story is something that impacted you as a teenager because you lived through it, right? And now mm -hmm. here it is a docu-series, and here I am 28 years later watching it, and I'm like, Oh my God, the other Monica. Like, I just, yeah. I knew you would know. <laughs> and I did know. And honestly, it did fundamentally change me um, in the fact that a little girl gone in the blink of, a, of an eye doing all of the things that I used to do as a little girl in the documentary said it best. Now, let me get it. I wrote it down just a second. It was the innocence of 1995 in Alma and it was shattered. Yeah. I mean, and here I am. I, I grew up in Detroit, right? That's mm -hmm. like, it has been murder capital of the country <laughs> more right. than once since I've been alive. So the fact that this happened and you lived through it, where in Detroit there are so many things happening that none of them impacted me, is kind of a miracle. That they didn't impact me personally, right? Yeah, yeah. Sure, I could hear the, the ambulance sirens, you know, going to the hospital that was three blocks away, but you know, it's, it's a hospital <laughs> anyway. Well, friends, if you want to know more about the story, you can definitely tune in to Still Missing Morgan. It's on Hulu and it's definitely worth the watch. It's four episodes. If you want more true crime, you can find our true crime episodes at twomonicaspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.